oh, cat, like we talk, I could take off the denim jacket, have a black t-shirt yep. and put on an eye patch and then become Snake Plissken. Oh, but you have to have glasses. Oh no! You have to have glasses <laughs> over the patch you can read. Oh, that would have been a look. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. My name is Will, and joining me, as always, on this very special Halloween-themed edition of 1980s Now are my costumed friends, Kat and John. Kat, John, how Hi are everybody. you guys? Oh my God! <laughs> hey! Hey guys! Fantastic! Ooh. As do you! Now, so, uh, for folks just listening at home... Yes. Uh... We, we put together these costumes basically with found items, right? Stuff around our homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, closet cosplaying, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a cat is- I thought, I thought yeah. that meant something different, actually. Oh, no. oh I see. Uh. Closeted <laughs> cosplayer. I misunderstood like, the term. Don't tell my friends I cosplay. <laughs> I can see how one would be embarrassed about that. No, I can't. No, because you see how no, people show up in cosplaying? They are proud. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. Should be, yes. Yeah, I guess if your friends would make fun of you, maybe you didn't want them to know. Yeah. Do you need those friends? Not really. No, get out. And Kat is uh, dressed as one of her favorite characters from the Fraggles. Yes. Red. I didn't find these laying around my house. The the parts I did, all the parts I did. I didn't have this ready to go. I had to (laughs) do do a little crafting. So did you have to knit a red Fraggle hat? (laughs) Oh my gosh. There was no surprise. <laughs> there was a lot of winding of yarn around. Oh, the it. winding and the cutting to make the puff balls. Oh, yeah. oh nice! And I broke that, out the hot glue gun too. Okay. Oh, that's a fun. flashback. Yeah. And John is dressed as one of my favorite characters from the 1980s, Indiana yes. Jones. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. I even have a prop. Does yeah. that count? Bonus, Show I think. Okay. Show your prop. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> the threw the, I, I threw the whip. You had to go to great lengths to get that. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, put that in my satchel here. here we'll use it later. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just like John, it belongs in a museum. Uh, <laughs> hey. And I'm dressed as one of my favorite characters from the 1980s, Marty McFly. Yay. Um, although I'm going to tell you guys right now, Marty wears so many layers. John, maybe you're in this boat with two because you've got that jacket on. <laughs> I'm probably going to take this all off within a few minutes. I'm already burning it's- up in my small studio room here. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Yeah. I won't take my jacket off if you don't take your Marty stuff off. It's going to be a showdown. Dude, you stay I'm, in costume. I'm, I'm happy to lose. You got to stay in you wanna, costume. You want to put money down? I'll pay you the money. I just, I, I had no, it on before we started. I will never let you live it down if you bail on the costume. Just, just put that out there. <laughs> I'm going to be playing a sweaty Marty McFly. Well, the other thing I'm going to have to say is I don't know that I'll be able to keep these things on the whole time. And just so you guys know, I'm actually have my real glasses on underneath. So. Now I'm nerdy McFly. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to read with these on. But for a few more lines, we'll say, hey, on today's show, we're going to be challenging our live audience, our Facebook live audience, to 1980s Halloween-themed trivia. We're talking about in the categories of music, TV, candy, and movies. Uh, The winner of the uh, contest at the end is going to get a $50 e-gift card. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to play with us on Facebook Live at some point in the future, follow us on Facebook. You could follow the 80s Ruled. You should follow 1980s Now as well. We partner on these this types of uh, shows uh, once a month. Yes. There are some delightful yeah. comments in the chat. It's a shame you're not oh. paying attention. Well, oh, my gosh. So, Tell us. Go ahead, yeah. John. So, I've been so first of all, them. Brad said, looks like Will rated Barry Manilow's wardrobe. Barry, <laughs> what? <laughs> when have you ever seen him pull up a vest like this? <laughs> Uh, we got, uh, so hold on. Uh, Yeah, Brad, I agree. When you see my underwear. Yeah. So Timothy, don't you, uh, don't you know fraggles are meant to be eaten? LOL. Well, if you're a gourd, certainly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, and then Galen chimed in who said, uh, ask me if I hate snakes, which I I do. I do. I hate him, Jack. You know, that makes me think though. It does look like, I love Kat's costume. This is just a joke. This is to make a joke. It does look like maybe she murdered a fraggle and is wearing its (laughs) skull. Or you know, like a or like a bear or a wolf, it might <laughs> kind of like a Do yeah, you, right. yeah, trophy. Do you know <laughs> how many fraggles had to die for you to have that costume? Exactly, many one. fraggles died. Oh no! I just need to point out, Marcus wants to know: um, yep. Is Will supposed to be Simon Lebon? <laughs> well, Marcus, you know it's funny you say that, and that's he's calling back to an episode where someone, where, where right, I think where Durandy suggested I dress like that. 
I did yeah. look at the costume, or this clothes briefly. I was like, I'm not, I don't know where I'm going to get that. But I have a sweat, I have an insulated vest and a denim jacket and a shirt and a. <laughs> anyway. All right. Hey, so uh, before we get to trivia, though, we're going to be talking about 1980s news and we're talking It's Alive, the old media format that's making a comeback. We're also mm-hmm. going to be talking about Indy, I love you. Wake up. <laughs> and fans are finicky over the final girls finale. Look, I'm just going to challenge, my, challenge myself to a tongue twister in addition, if I don't have a pun every week. Oh, do it. Well, like, like, it. Last, like last time? Yeah. That was quite the tongue twister. But this time there. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Prince's anatomy by accident. Right. <laughs> We're doing the Facebook Live trivia for two reasons. One, we always do trivia mm-hmm. every month. And the other reason yeah. is it mm-hmm. gives us a little break, I think, from, you know, yeah. creating a whole other segment of a show. A break from what? From being entertaining? I well, think we're still very no, no, entertaining. No, well, I mean, like last week well, we had two we episodes. We had a bonus episode with Durandy. She opened up a count vintage posters. That mm-hmm. was amazing. I could listen to that episode over yeah. and over. I, I do. I love reliving <laughs> anyway, it. So trivia will be fun, but look, it gives us a break too. Why am I, why am I apologizing? Next week there'll be something else. Whatever. Don't, Jeez. don't listen. Don't All right, whatever. Okay, there you go. There's Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, let's get caught up on 1980s news. This is where I become less good. All right, maybe I'm now Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, Nerdy Barry Manilow. Did you say Bernie McFly? That's, Bernie that's, McFly. It's a, hey, it's a new Bernie character McFly. in the continuity we created. <laughs> the 1% of the 1% McFly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do, I don't do impersonations. Mm. Um, hey, mm. as reported by the, by Rolling Stone, a nearly extinct format is on an unexpected comeback tour. But who's buying it? Well, I know one person in this room is buying it. Uh, so Taylor Swift titled one of her albums 1989, but when her new record, Midnight's, arrived this week, it, it really did feel like that year because fans were able to buy the album on LP, CD, mm-hmm. and get and. your boombox ready, cassettes. Wow. Mm. So I'm not convinced. So wacky. I, I, go ahead. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll okay. withhold my comments for post We'll chime in eventually. We know. <laughs> for fans of the 1980s, hey. it, was, it was one of the primary <laughs> mediums that we used, uh, media that we used to, to listen to our music. We had an opportunity mm-hmm. now to create our own music, you know, our own albums in a sense by recording what we mm-hmm. wanted and editing it that way, create mixtapes like Kat did for me not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It was exciting then, but um, since the 1980s, uh, the sales of cassettes peaked in the 19, in 1989 because they were getting pushed out by CDs, which was a much crisper mm-hmm. and cleaner audio format and more practical. Sure. You could hold more songs yep. on a uh, thinner uh, you know, piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like cassettes were done, just like the A-track, but mm-hmm. they're coming back. Uh, sales for, let's see, I got some statistics here. Um, you've got some major pop artists joining indie bands in this tape renaissance, Sales jumped in the last few years from 173,000 in 2020 to 343,000 last year, according to Illuminate. And this year is on track to do at least that much. Um, wow. As far as who's buying it, apparently millennials are, are in the U.S. are 42% more likely to buy cassette tapes than, cassette tapes than other listeners. Um, but there's huh. also Gen X nostalgia at play. Um, Pearl Jam, for for instance, reissued uh, their hit song "Alive" last year on a single. Talk about a more more obscure format than the, than a cassette. Yeah, um, I never I, had a cassingle. No, no. no. I had a cassingle yeah. in the nineties. It was some dance song. Uh, I don't okay. remember what it was. Well, the cool thing about the cassingles were that you you got that A side B side yeah. thing again, like you did with, with singles with vinyl. Sure. You bought this song, yeah. but there was something on the flip side. Now, sometimes the reverse would be like a dance mix or, right. or something, but other times it would be, you know, like typical B sides on 45, something mm-hmm. you hadn't heard. You get to discover mm-hmm. something new. Yeah. That's right. true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't buy pre-recorded cassettes a lot. I, I went for no? vinyl. I no. always went mm-hmm. for vinyl okay. because then I had like a master. And so I could put, whatever I wanted, you know, just an you make your own cassettes at, 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 yep. at need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought a lot of blank tapes <laughs> Yeah, and, and so if something happened to it, then I'm like, Oh, I'll just record it again. So, right. Yeah. According to Chris Holt of young ones records in Kutztown, Pennsylvania, he says of Gen X mm-hmm. customers that, um, they buy things you'd never think anyone would buy. <laughs> I immediately thought of John when I saw this. <laughs> Yep. He writes, they're like, wow, man, Paula Abdul. <laughs> you got Paula Abdul in there, John. 
<laughs> that's, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, look, John. John put, threw together this Indiana Jones costume, costume, and then he had he has the idol. For, yes. From the first yeah. film. Well, I, I had the idol of the hat to go hunting them down, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I will not be one to denigrate anyone for purchasing things purely on nostalgic value. No. Yes, we know. Cat. Uh, yes. Goodness. Rolling Stone rather writes, surely mm. to the annoyance of some diehard, special edition cassettes for, from the last few years can also fetch jacked up resale prices online. Wow. A limited edition tape version of Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia can go for 250 bucks on eBay. That gets right to my thoughts on this. Okay. Like, I understand why people want vinyl because yeah. you can arguably say that vinyl is a superior format in some ways, a warmer format than yeah. digital. You know, compression is not there and that sort of thing. I get that. But yeah. as much as I lived and breathed cassettes for 15 years... Yeah. They're kind of garbage. I mean, they, they, they self-destruct, they get John. wrinkled, they get stuck in the thing. They have terrible hiss on them and it's going to work hard to make can, it sound good. Because what? I have here my boombox, and in it Let's is my mixtape, the mixtape that Kat generously gave me. Mm -hmm. And I can play you a track here. You can hear the pristine audio. Oh, no, I'm sure I will. I disagree oh with you entirely. <laughs> are, are you let's, let's hear it, Marty. <laughs> oh my gosh, look, look. Wow, he's got a boombox yeah. and a Walkman. He's not kidding around. Yeah, I'm listening to two different kinds of music. Right. So when I see these things are fetching like 200 bucks on the aftermarket, it tells me that people aren't buying them to say, hey, I want to hear the music. They're buying okay. them like Funko Pops. They're buying them like oh, collectibles. A collectible thing, sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Because then you have to go out and buy a player because yes. who has a, it's not even like you can throw it in your computer and rip it like a CD yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it's interesting, I mean, John, because like yeah. you just said, you're not against anybody buying something for their passion. Of course not. Or nostalgia. No, right. But you're That'd almost, what you're saying is you're against someone buying something for a purpose other than it's like for. Like the stuff you have, you buy a video, an invented video game console, the game can be played presumably. You, you didn't buy it, it so you could use it as a doorstop. <laughs> or that, that, that's true. That's Something true of like me. That. And I don't even, I, I don't even, you know, I don't think people shouldn't buy it for an alternate purpose. That's fine. Yeah. It's just yeah, that it yeah. jacks up the price. And it, it tells me that mm -hmm. people aren't having a resurgence of cassettes because they want to play cassettes. Oh, that's a resurgence right. of cassettes because they're like, whoa, cassettes. They just <laughs> think it's novel and clever. They're never going to use it for playing music. I bet you. I mean, took a poll of people who bought one who's actually putting it in a cassette deck. Right? I would love to know. Yeah, I'd love, I would love to, to know. See the people comments of people. Yeah. yeah, I wish. Facebook. Is anybody out there buying cassettes? I, I don't even have their comments on my screen because it's dumb, stupid thing. Mine. Oh, Galen says his boombox took so many D batteries. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yep. Although now, yeah. now that you could get, you know, one I'm sure that's chargeable or you can get rechargeable batteries. It is kind of crazy in that regard, the technology. Mm -hmm. Galen mm -hmm. says, still have my big country cassettes. Yes. And Brad says he used an abusive amount of type two or position two cassettes recording my crappy band on Tascam 4 track. <laughs> 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 There's a throwback. Oh my God. Yeah. And actually mm. in this article, they do talk about how there's companies that are, that are, you know, are ramping up to sell cassettes, making sell cassettes now because there's a new demand for it. Um, either, yeah. uh, the, you know, commercial market where folks can get blank tapes, but in particular, they have to make the cassette tapes so that artists can, the, mm -hmm. the companies that, you know, the reproduction houses can actually have cassettes too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Hey, in other 1980s news, I think I got to take my glasses off again this way. Oh, all right. I'm going to be doing this. This is even worse. <laughs> right, That's a good look. Let me take the sunglasses off. The squint. Let's see. Okay. As reported by the New York Times, Times' Kyle Buchanan Indy and Short Round reunited at Disney's D23 convention. We mm -hmm. did talk about this before, but mm -hmm. now we actually have this reporting from Kyle who actually spoke to Kiwi Kwan about that, you know, that meeting that was memorialized in that, those photos that we saw online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like we talked about, although he had effectively retired from acting for decades, uh, Kiwi Kwan did remain active in, in film. He did some like second unit stuff. I did, he, think he did some choreography and some stuff along those lines, but he made mm -hmm. a, quite a comeback in the last few years. Uh, in, in, in particular, just uh, most recently, that uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once film that we all are a mm -hmm. fan of. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but he recently appeared at D23 to promote his addition to Marvel's Loki, that uh, TV series. I'm so yep. excited for that. Yeah. 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 I've been into, that show's kind of weird, but I like it. And I, I love yeah, him. Yeah, I was so, all about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love him. Yep, yep. But of course, also there, another story that we talked about once before was the iconic actor Harrison Ford there to promote the fifth installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. There's a mm-hmm. lot of Indiana Jones stuff to talk about today, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to Quan, as he approached Ford, he was worried that his uh, Temple of Doom co-star would not recognize him because it had been uh, 38 years since the pair had been together. Can you imagine? Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think John said this. You can't expect he was hanging out with a you know 13-year-old after the film wrapped. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. is crazy to think you make a movie with a guy like this who's huge, and for 40 right. years you watch him go on to great things, and you're just mm-hmm. you know, you're doing other things, but it's got to be bizarre, especially when you're a kid and feel bonded, mm-hmm. I would think, to that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He's got to be like your on-set father of sorts, unless he's an Unless he's a dick, let's face it, then you're going to be like, screw this guy. But <laughs> right. if he's kind, then you sort of you know feel attached yeah. to him. Well, it is Harrison Ford, so you're 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but as, as Quan grew closer to Ford, Ford turned and pointed his finger. And mm-hmm. what uh, Quan described as had a his, quote, classic famous grumpy Harrison Ford look, end quote. So Quan thought Ford was didn't recognize him, thought he was a fan and was going to shoo him away. But instead, he turns to Quan and says, are you short round? Oh, that's so cool. And Quan responds, yes, Indy. Yes, Indy. Getting choked up. I would have melted. <laughs> and oh then Ford said, come here and give me a big hug. That's that's exactly how I wished the script leading up to that photo was. And it's great yes. to find out that oh. that's how it rolled. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. It was actually these two guys gen- organically finding one another yeah. backstage and recognizing instead of a photo op that was set up. You know, that, that's great to hear. Yeah. I love Absolutely. That. And as they embraced, Quan said that memories came flooding back from the beginning of their of his career, mm-hmm. which which is now, as we mentioned, regained its initial promise. Quan said, quote, it was so comfortable. It was amazing. And he's an amazing man. One of the most generous men on the planet. Uh, and I love Aww. this. Uh, Quan went on to talk about sort of his return to Hollywood, uh, telling Kyle Buchanan, how often does a man in his 50s get a chance like this? How uh-huh. often do actors get a second act? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He said, I really hope that if people are reading my story, it gives them hope. It gives them courage to give voice to that dream they once had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that's what we're doing right here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I ever get to meet John in person, I wonder if it'll be like that. I'll be like, I wonder if he'll recognize me. And then he'll go, put on a grumpy cat? face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you're going to say, yes, Indy. You're going to say, red? Uh, yeah, right. I'll, I'll have the costume on. Yeah. You know, in the chat, Will, Marcus is asking, yeah. I wonder if Ford ever had anything good to say about this guy in a press junket. <laughs> you know what? He did. Actually, Marcus, he did. Wait a second. Am I thinking of a different story? Hang on. Let me search my brain here. No, no, no. I know what it was. Never mind. It was something different. I don't know. Can you find it, Marcus? If you can find it, you know. You know he can. You know he can. Or there'll be a video. He, he may have asked because he has the link on deck yeah, and he's, he's ready, ready to, to ask. He's ready to go. Kablam! Um, and uh, finally, in 1980s news, as reported by Movie Maker, Halloween Ends director explains the shift in the story's focus. So I think we could do this without major spoilers. Um, but, um, at least John and I have watched the film Halloween ends. I don't imagine cats mm-hmm. watch it yet. You don't have to cat. You really don't. You can be fine. You're fine. I'm gearing myself up yeah. to watch, uh, what is it? The season of the witch. I am going to watch that. Oh, okay. Before Halloween. I'm going to watch uh-huh. that movie. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. It's interesting. The Halloween film season of the witch. You're ramping mm-hmm. yourself up for that. Yeah. Really? I am. Cause I saw it one time yeah. when I was a child and I was traumatized. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm going to oh. try and work my way through By it. Silver yeah. shamrock. Exactly. Ah. Uh. It's like when I condition myself to get used to snakes. I get it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Great. Makes sense. Picked up right now, just hands full of What if I snakes. had a snake here? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You would be blown away. I, I don't know. You did that. I you pulled that eye out of nowhere. I guess I'm desensitized now. <laughs> just not even impressed. Anymore. So a little, minor spoilers, maybe for the third and third and what's supposed to be the final installment, at least of this recent requel mm-hmm. trilogy. Um, so the final film of the uh, reboot from David Gordon Green uh, has franchi- f- has fans uh, divided over the f- franchise's finale. And so the director is explaining 
why they made the decision they do they did for this. I'm avoiding things at the moment, at least. <laughs> why they went the direction they did. And again, I'm not. Gonna, I don't think we could have to major spoil anything. The biggest. It's tough. Okay. The biggest criticism that the film received was that the Laurie Strode and Michael Myers characters, you know, the main characters, the main right? characters, right? the Jamie ones that are ending in this film, you know, played by Jamie Lee Curtis and James Jude Courtney, were not featured really in the film. I'm so uh, confused by this. Like, I don't know much about it, but they're. Yeah. They're, <laughs> aren't they supposed I'm to be I'm pretty sure I saw Michael Myers at about 40 minutes in. Yeah. I think that's when I first yeah, saw his, wow. yeah. his be countenance. I wouldn't even say his face. So yeah, it was geared up or, wow. uh, for us at least, right? It was built up maybe from mm. the marketing people and maybe not from the director. Maybe they didn't, you know, they're not responsible for that necessarily, but to be the final showdown between these two, you know, ends of this spectrum, the, you know, good mm -hmm. and evil that had boiled over 44 years. But according to the film's director, uh, Green, who also co-wrote the film with uh, Danny McBride, among others, the actor-comedian, um, he wrote, he said, quote, honestly, we never once considered making a Laurie and Michael movie. <laughs> that's, that's, I read that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What? You, you consider it? I wonder if people, no, no, I'm no. sure certainly no one wants to see a movie with just with those two people in it. Right. To even dismiss For the, the finality. Idea. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's consider it dismissive. But yeah, he says uh, he goes on to say the concept that it should be a final showdown type brawl never even crossed our minds. What? This is gross negligence. <laughs> We're the wrong people driving this boat. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to liken this to another career. Like it would be like an attorney showing in court and saying, "You know, did mm -hmm. you ever consider pleading? Uh, you know, not guilty." It never crossed my mind. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you were guilty. Look at is you. That an option? <laughs> Don't maybe rule it out as a thing. You gotta consider. Oh. I wanted to branch out in this other guilty direction. Yeah. Uh, this gets even crazy. A plumber? Did you ever think of just emptying the drain instead of like unscrewing everything and replacing it? Never crossed mm -hmm. my mind. No. Never thought about no. it. Went straight to the most chaotic and stupid solution. Instead, I started dumping like more water in there, bucket after bucket. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, instead, get this. Hey, steal my lines. This is crazy, even crazier. Green said that what they did do was, quote, what no one expected us would do. Mm -hmm. Make a love story. <laughs> End quote. So Halloween, just my, John said this, we, we talked, this doesn't make the show last week, but John had made the point that in a sense, this is kind of like season of the witch because it's so, it's more connected to the story because Laurie and Michael are in it and they're, you know, without giving any spoilers away, obviously they're main part of the story in a sense, but right. it's more like season of the witch because you suddenly get new characters that are more uh -huh. of the focus of the story. And so you get this new character, Corey who is wrongfully accused of murdering somebody at right. the very beginning of the film. This is a spoiler for the first two minutes of the film or something. Okay. Three minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Green said that the premise was to see the development of evil and quote, what a community that neglects the well-being of their own can unleash on themselves, end quote. So that's kind of an interesting idea, but maybe mm -hmm. in the yeah. context of Michael Myers? Yeah, but could I just say, if you want to make that movie, go make that movie. Yeah. If you're going to make Halloween ends, why don't you make it about the characters that have built up these 40 years right. and mm -hmm. pay something off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so we got to, I think the movie was like an hour, an hour 40, an hour 50. Yeah, I think and I right. feel like we got a, we got like an hour 10 of something yeah. and like a 20 minute Love story. finale for Halloween ends. Yeah. That's how I felt. If even, I think you're being generous about the 20 minute part. Maybe. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw a stat there that had less than that, but. Look, it may have been less. I never considered it. Yeah, we'd have to. <laughs> we'd have to give some stuff away to to, to get more into it. But uh, mm -hmm. he, you know, not ironically, it's like uh, I guess what would be expected. Um, he may really have ended the Halloween tra the franchise. He might have ended. He it. may really have killed it. <laughs> Halloween. All right. How meta! Yeah. He yes. ended it, but not what he thought he was doing. It, it opened in the box. It opened in uh, in the box office. No box office. It opened in theaters. It opened in theaters mm -hmm. and on streaming on the same day. And it's uh, mm -hmm. been underwhelming. The performance it generated forty one million. Okay. Forty one million dollars at the box office in the U.S. I was wondering um, how it was doing. But it's the drop off that's killing it, right? Yeah, it dropped off and yeah. it had an eighty percent drop. Oh, uh, and currently holds a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe everyone heard that it's. <laughs> it's well, I'm sure. Exactly. Not, there are people but, going, what yeah. the? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not even a bad movie. It's just a bad Halloween movie. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of wow. how I felt. So it's, yeah. yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. I was like, am I watching the right movie? Yeah. <laughs> am I in the right theater? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, that was 1980s news. 
Hey, our independent podcast is brought to you every week by folks just like you. So if you'd like to help us out, please follow us on the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share an episode on Facebook. All of these actions just take a moment and are 100% free. But if you'd like to chuck in a buck and help us keep publishing the show week after week, please visit us at 1980snow.com slash support to find out how you can send us a dollar or two. And thank you so much. It means a lot. All right, John, so far I still have my costume on, so. What you haven't, yeah, watching. What you haven't seen watching. is I've been slowly stripping from the waist down to balance out the temperature. No, <laughs> oh. it's kind of like well, see, that's my secret. I, I don't have anything on from the waist down, so I'm super cool. <laughs> that's my secret. I'm always that's half my naked. secret. I'm always nude. <laughs> the secret to being super cool. This is body paint. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, we're gonna t- so we're, we're gonna get started on trivia here. It seems like the Facebook comments are still not working, so we can't see them here, at least through this system. Um, right. And I know there's some folks here who would yeah. have already been part of the, the streamyard.com slash Facebook, but mm-hmm. yeah, everybody make sure you that. did that. Okay. So let's do the other thing at least. Yeah. So you see at the Lots of good here. comments in the chat about Halloween, by the way, if you get a chance to peek over there, a lot of yes. agreement about that. And somebody recommend Galen recommended cat watch trick or treat. Cause it has a great soundtrack. It has so. a great soundtrack. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trick or treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, we mm-hmm. actually talked about trick or treat last Halloween cat. Oh, you know, yeah. it was a Patreon bonus, I think, but, uh, oh, yeah. Ah, but we talked yeah, about yeah. how that music came mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, that's a curious movie too. I will put um, that on my list. Yeah, that one's got uh, what Skippy from uh, Family Ties is in there. Mark. Okay. Uh, Mark Price. Mark Price, who's a comedian now and uh, travels around doing comedy. And maybe he was a comedian then too. Huh? So the Streamyard part, where we can see your comments through this software, is not working. The company said they're working on it. Whatever. So we use a different app for the trivia, you, which may be working fine. There's no reason to think. Unless it's a Facebook issue that's affecting their communication with every application that's third party to them. But mm-hmm. let's do a round and let's see. Your answers are either going to pop up and you're going to be mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. scoreboard or you're not. Right? Maybe. All right. So let's see if we can. <laughs> Fingers yeah, crossed. Now let's see if we get that yep. software to work. Let me take my sunglasses off again. Hey, Brad's going as George Sumter for Halloween. <laughs> going to call BS at all my neighbors. <laughs> One of my co-hosts on Gen X Grown Up Brad is going all right, as. Here, Nice deep cut, Here's Brad. the first question. Well done. For which Stephen King movie did Ramones record the title song? One, Pet Cemetery. Mm. Two, Maximum Overdrive. Three, Creep Show. Or four, Christine. Just put one, two, three, or four. You don't have to put the whole mm. thing in there. Do you guys know the answer to this? Hmm. I have an idea. I have a guess. Steve? I think right. I so knew I, it. I see answers flowing in the chat and Facebook, so we may be right. okay. We'll see. We'll see if we get so, results. Uh, Stephen King actually. Brad, just put the number. Just put the number. Don't it's computing it. something. It it's computing something. Come on, buddy. Come on. It's trying. You can do it. That's not hopeful. Uh, uh, uh. <gasps> oh, it's got oh. nobody. There. Oh, no. It gave the answer, but it's not Facebook? giving us. All right, guys. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's Facebook. Facebook's having a problem. It's. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's 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 right. uh, think Technology? on our feet here. What should we do here? Should we just go through this? We could go old school. We could just go through the comments later. And figure <laughs> figure out. Out a winner. Continue to have the fun. All right, we have questions. <laughs> we got questions. You put in answers. We'll we'll randomly pick somebody to be the winner at the end of the thing. Based okay, the yeah, we'll okay? be like, there we go. Yeah. We can <laughs> still have go. fun. Who provided right? backup yes. vocals? Technology be damned. Who provided backup vocals on Rockwell's? <laughs> Somebody's watching me. Was it one Paula Abdul? I know this one. Two Michael Jackson. Three mm-hmm. Madonna or four L the Barge. Yeah. See questions. I see answers streaming in. We, we talked about this on a previous episode. We did, mm-hmm. and you know, we talked mm-hmm. to. You know what I meant to tell you guys was that we talked to Jim Babjack of the uh, of the Smithereens a couple of weeks ago, and he told us. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we talked about this. No, we talked about the story about how they nearly had a song in "Say Anything." They wrote it. It's yes. a girl like you was written right. for that film, and then Cameron Crowe said it's it's mm-hmm. it's gives away the film. Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. the correct mm-hmm. answer. What I did. What I, yeah, what? a bunch of correct answers in the chat. Bunch of correct. All what good. I didn't share with you guys was that Madonna was supposed to be a backup singer on A Girl Like You. Really? She was already successful at that time, but um, Smithereens uh-huh. and Madonna shared a manager. And uh, so that was supposed to come together. That. And for some reason, it ultimately didn't. But okay. See yeah. if I can read the Aww. questions with these glasses on. Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> yeah. These are just, these you are decorative. You might as well look cool while you're doing it. These are also making Even if you warm. can't, you look cool. <laughs> hey, who wrote the... <laughs> Who wrote the title song for 1985's Fright Night? Oh. Jay Giles Band, hmm. Loverboy, Eddie Money, or 38 Special? This could be a, another lawyer question. Who wrote? Oh, for crying out oh. loud. Who wrote, wrote and performed? You know, wrote probably is right. 
Who's sung just, this? Just saying. Just all right. I'll tell you right now. Sure. It wasn't like one of these guys wrote it and the other one sang it. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's, who recorded? Who's been known to try to trick well, us? And then it, I, I didn't try to trick you on that one either. That was a legitimate question. <laughs> I just rewatched Fright Night recently. I'd have to guess. Mm. Yeah. Did you? A mix of answers. A mix of answers. Uh, wow. Now this. This one is not definitive in the chat like the other one. This song was actually the last single from this band, the Jay Giles Band. And some folks believe that it's the single that sunk the band. The band essentially disbanded after that. In fact, I think by the time the record came out, the band wasn't actually together anymore. They still accepted payment. (laughs) Hopefully it went through, yeah. (laughs) Hey, which artist recorded a song for A Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master? Houdini, the Fat Boys, Run DMC, no. or in tiny letters, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So, I'm getting one an of answer. these rap groups, okay. one of these rap right. groups, what is he? I <laughs> the know the him. answer to this. I do too. One of these rap groups uh, yeah. recorded uh, a song for The Dream Master. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll ask Kat after the timer runs out here. Yeah. All right. Because I learned it from you. Mm-hmm. I, I learned it from well. watching you. All right, what do you think, Kat? <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, right? So here's the deal. Here's why you think it, because the Fresh Prince has a song, it. A Nightmare on My, on my Street, Street. Yeah. Which, oh, man, which that's they what I did record for of. the film, but the producers okay. rejected it and right, instead okay. went with the Fat Boys. Oh, my gosh. Now, ultimately, so, they got sued by the producers of Nightmare on Elm Street because Fresh Prince released the record anyway. Yes. And so yes, in subsequent okay. recordings, they had to put a sticker on there that said that it wasn't in any way affiliated with the film. And the music video they did for it, they had to destroy. Yes. Which, so I'm remembering all of that wow. and not the correct answer. Final music question. Which villain is the subject of He's Back, Man Behind the Mask? Is it The Miner, Michael Myers, Leatherface, mm. or Jason? This is an Alice Cooper song that he wrote for one of the, a horror movie featuring one of these iconic Oh, that's a song. I, I didn't even know it was a song. He's Back, Mind Behind it was oh, just a string, oh, it's a string of words. Yeah, this is the music. Oh, okay. This is the music category okay. still. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I have two guesses. Okay. For this. Guess away. <laughs> oh, I Jason guess. or Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, you have Mike two Myers, guesses. Yeah. I, 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 I would guess Jason, I think. That's who my guess would be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he's the only one that has a mask mm. he is behind. The other ones kind of have a mask that's on their head. Huh. It's kind of a hockey oh. mask. I'm just like under the mask. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. he's behind it, whereas like, you know, you know I'm what I'm sure. saying. Michael Myers, it's on top of mm-hmm. him. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, that was my powers of deduction. Not, it's a technicality. Not, not actual, yeah. I had no actual knowledge. That was just deduction. Yeah. <laughs> that was good deduction, Indy. All right. So the next category here is TV. All right. Tim Curry sings in this 1986 HBO special set at an academy for witches. Oh. Witches Night Out, The Worst Witch. The Witches of East Witch, mm-hmm. <laughs> Eastwick, or Teen Witch. So which now, witch are we looking for? Yes, which witch is which? Oh, man. Gotcha. Um, and this mm. this uh, Tim Curry singing on it is, has been going around the internet for a while now, even months earlier before Halloween, just okay. as sort of this neat little novelty of, everyone loves Tim Curry. He could do anything. Right? <laughs> yes. But this particular uh, moment in this film is... Yeah, I don't even have a guess. Stands out. I have a seventy-five percent chance of looking oh. stupid, so I don't even have a guess. Okay, you can guess <laughs> if you want. Now, I've seen no one can, this, but I don't remember what it's No one's called. answers are being tabulated, so it doesn't. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I, it's the worst witch. Yeah, okay. is it? Which, yeah. if you mm-hmm. see the worst witch, or you see they did a series, I think it was on Netflix recently, the worst witch, a couple of years uh-huh. ago, it was a series based on the books of the, of the same name. It's, okay. J.K. Rowling straight up ripped off this this book series, which came out you know oh, really? a decade okay. before. I mean, just so many similarities. Wow, but, uh, oh, I, good. I only saw three Maybe. correct answers flow by in that one. That was a stumper. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, it was going to be a right. mix of difficult and easy questions on trivia night. Mm. If you get one wrong, hang on. You hang on there. You probably get the next one right. Yeah. Halloween night mm-hmm. sees Michael Knight visit the iconic home from this movie, the entity Psycho. Poltergeist or Amityville Horror. One, two, three, or four. Hmm. In the wow. in this in the episode of Knight Rider, um, it's stands in as the home of one of the, I think, suspects of the Okay of the yeah. crime there he's investigating. I have a, I have a guess. I don't Ooh. remember the episode, but if I was writing the episode, I have a guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember this episode. I is it based on where you know they filmed Knight Rider? Probably. No, I, so I, I'm going to guess Psycho just because it's the most iconic house and it had been around long enough in the mm. 80s when Knight Rider was filmed mm. that mm-hmm, made, mm-hmm. you know, like Poltergeist Amityville might be a little too fresh. I'm not sure. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Yeah, yeah it was very well yeah, established. See, it's all, it's <laughs> all deduction. It has no knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think, I think in part is, and I, this is a memory from when I was a kid. I was like 13 years old or 14. Mm-hmm. We went to Universal Studios in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. And on the Universal Studios lot, in addition to having Knight Rider cars and stuff, and they film shows there. I think that's where they have the fake town where they film like Back to the Future was there. All this kind right. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Psycho House. They have the Psycho House there on a hill. It's like one of the yes. things you drive by on yep. the tour. Wow. I think that's why they were able to use it. It's just it like was easily accessible, lot. right? It was yeah, right yeah. there. Okay. Yep. There we yep. go. This is mm-hmm. another TV Halloween question. Reportedly, copies Ooh. of the Boogeyman episode of this show <laughs> starring Scott Bakula are cursed. One, Quantum Leap. Two, Misfits of Science. Three, MacGyver. Or four, Hill Street Blues. I think I, I mean, know the answer to this okay. one. Okay. <laughs> Told you it's a mix of difficulties. Yeah. Mm. Don't second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, mm-hmm. if you had a copy of this on VHS or whatever, at some point you're playing it, it just stops working. It just breaks, goes staticky. Wow. <laughs> okay. Not magic. because VHS is a crappy format. It just is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> John, I'd like to challenge what your notions of cassette tapes are. Yeah. Let me introduce you to this high tech. That's pretty. It's cute that you think that's a, that's a big boom box. <laughs> that's one of those Bluetooth ones. That Is it? Okay. Terrible. It's a modern one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, so, oh, didn't even, huh. That was weird. Uh, I don't know what it's doing. I'm not even pressing no. anything. Oh, huh. we're going to see the question again. It's cursed. Is it really? Oh my God. It's cursed. Oh, it happened God. again. Oh, oh yeah! Gosh. Now I'm getting errors on the trivia software. Oh, this oh, is was it, was it quantum leap? So funny. trivia. Oh Spooky. my god, that is so funny! Everybody guessed quantum leap. Everybody guessed I'm quantum, say leap. quantum leap. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh? I just didn't know Bakula was in anything is, else, but maybe he was. This is hilarious. Well, that's yeah, what I was curious about. Yeah, if he was. And there's no way for me to force it to the next thing either. Well, Nick, it's coming in six this seconds. This is Give haunted. It to, oh, it is. Yeah. This three, two, one. It's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. It went back. It got. It got restarted. Yeah, All right. Cool. See what happens. And we're back to question one. Haunted. No. Right. There we go. See? Trick or chomp uh, is the Halloween episode for this video game character turned cartoon. Is it one, Cubert, two, Pac-Man, three, Frogger, or four, Donkey Kong? I have a guess. <laughs> I'm certain. So who chomps? Yeah, who's chomping on yeah, this we're, we're, so Yeah, I'm seeing lots of answers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Pac-Man. Chomp I, 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 look. Just makes me think almost of Pac-Man. Yeah. every episode of the Pac-Man cartoon had chomp in the title somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Just like every episode of the Qbert cartoon had the letter Q in there somewhere. They just kind of forced it for fun. And so. mm. so. every episode nice. of Pac-Man, he wound up chasing the ghost at the end. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I mean, he did. That's Spoiler. Right. In this episode in particular too, there was there was actually a two part, two episodes they put together to make into a Halloween special that both, both sort of ultimately uh-huh. have him chasing the ghost, but mm-hmm. they play nicely into this theme of Halloween because there's ghosts. Mm-hmm. In the first mm-hmm. part of this episode, it's, uh, he goes up against, Pac-Man goes up against Pacula. Yep. He's the big bad. <laughs> now, I have a wonder, wonderful... Uh, uh, Hold your yeah, tail for one yeah, moment here. Do your question. Oh. In his 1985 Halloween adventure, Garfield tricks, trick or treats with this dog companion. Is it one, Snoopy, two, Poochie, three, Odie, or four, Clifford? Mm-hmm. Is this a trick question? Yeah, I think maybe so. <laughs> It might be a trick lawyerly, lawyered so. up question or might whatever. Might be one of those lawyerly yeah. ones. I, I was, was just going to say, say anecdotally that I also have a great yeah. 33 and oh. third vinyl LP um, all about oh. Pac-Man in a haunted house. There's another, my kid's stuff records. It's awesome. Oh. There's a lot of good Halloween stuff with Pac-Man oh, out there. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, I know you get those records. Those yeah. are pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I mean, Cat, I mean, I'm guessing Odie, unless it's some weird crossover, it's, I guess. Odie's his yeah. dog yeah. companion. Yeah, I mean, because, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe there's a Poochie that we don't know about. The answer is Marmaduke. <laughs> the answer is Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, it is Odie. There we go. But Poochie apparently is some uh, 1980s cartoon slash toy that I had forgotten about. I don't know if it was popular here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Poochie the dog from The Simpsons? No, the dog from The Simpsons it, is... No, it's Itchy and Scratchy. No, no, Poochie, there was like a costumed character on The Simpsons, I think. Oh, okay, not Santa. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. no. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember Maybe somebody Poochie. knows. Yep. But it was a 1980s thing as well. Yep. All right. Hey, next up, the category is candy. These are all questions related to 1980s and candy. All right. All right. Created in 1985, this taffy candy comes in 16 different flavors. Is it Mary Jane, Mm -hmm. Laffy Mm. Taffy, Bonkers, or Airheads? Okay. Mm. I got to admit, if you asked me, like if you gave me the name of the, Mm. if you gave me the answer to this question and said, what kind of candy is it? I would never Mm -hmm. have guessed it was a taffy candy. Mm. 
So I guess okay. that rules out Laffy Taffy. Yeah. I, I, well, I think at, le- at least one of them is not a taffy because I think I know what it is. Unless I, right? I mean, I, hmm. of these, I I've only I've only had is? two of them that I know of. So. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think it is? Yeah, I, I don't think Bonkers is taffy myself. So either Mary Jane or Airheads is my guess. I don't I don't know what either one are. That's mm-hmm. why. And Mary Jane is that candy that our neighbor used to give us a oh. bag full of, and mm-hmm. it was the worst yeah. stuff. It's ever. like you have to see the dentist that week. Marijuana is bad. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the answer is Airheads. Marcus said green apple is the best flavor, FYI. Good to know. Oh, good to know. With airheads. Yep. Yeah, oh, it really thanks, does Marcus. come with quite an assortment of flavors. If you look online, yeah. it's just a. You fooled uh, them. And now they have sour ones and they sell little, little ones. And That was a stumper, by the way. A lot of people guessed Laffy Taffy despite your little clue. Yeah. Yeah. And Marcus says Airheads isn't Taffy. Marcus, find a video. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, uh, introduced in 1980, this candy bills itself as the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Got it. Is it really? Wait, let, me, let me check. Fruit stripe oh. gum, okay. Bubblelicious yeah. or Big League Chew. The Hall of Fame? Got it. Oh, the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Hmm. I didn't even multiple choice for this one. I don't think you knew this one. Were you guys into bubble gums? I, I, like, oh. I like the good bubble gum. I loved mm-hmm. bo- either Hubba Bubba or Bubblicious mm-hmm. or even just Bazooka. I was oh. like, even a Bazooka fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were like rocks. But yeah. Fruit yeah. Stripe was also wonderful. Love Fruit um, Stripe. Just didn't last oh, long. Yeah. I got to go with Big League. No, exactly. I mean, Big League was, was my instant, yeah. what it popped in my head before I saw okay. the answers. So. Well, that, yeah, the Hall of Fame makes thing kind of makes it's me. It's baseball themed. Connects to the Big yeah. League. Um, yeah. yeah, Big League Chew, that the gum that was designed to you know, imitate uh, the, uh, what, what were they called that? The chewing tobacco mm-hmm. that the ba- baseball players um yeah, we're using uh, you know, just sort of out and open there during games in the 1980s. Even comes in the foil Brad pouch. Thinks it was advertised on the package. Yep. Yes. Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He launched in 1983. This candy usually contains two flavors per box mm-hmm. in separate compartments. Got it. Is it Pop Rocks, Nerds, Mike and Ike's, or Candy Buttons? <laughs> now, Kat, you'll remember we talked to and Adam Richmond about this. Yes. And he had mentioned this because uh, one of his uh, episodes he did about, uh, what was it though? I remember the show was called Adam's Eating uh, Something. Yeah, Adam Eats the 80s. Eats the 80s, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. went to this factory and they talked about, I believe, the mm-hmm. origins of that candy, right? Yep. I, yes. What do you think? Yes, yes. Nerds. Yeah, it, I've only ever seen nerds as any of those that come in two flavors in one box. That's right. Oh, it's nerds. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> uh, the voice actor for Lion-O... Mm-hmm. The Thundercats also invited us to taste the rainbow in this candy's ads. Wow. Is it spring, Ooh. Skittles, Razzles, or M&M's? I wow. think I know this. So Larry Kenny, yeah, the guy who did Lionel in the mm-hmm. 1980s, also one of his many uh, commercials he did was the, for this uh, product. Outside mm-hmm. of Laffy Taffy, the candy category has been pretty breezy. Well, like you're, it. what is it? You, roar. <laughs> roar, John. Roar. Had to be Skittles. Roar. Roar? R-A-W-R? Roar. I just... Bought a giant container of Skittles Taste the at BJ's last night. Giant container for my classroom that I'm in. Wait a second. Do I have a can? I think I have a question twice in this thing. That's all right. Repetition isn't a bad thing. Maybe, huh, maybe I'll of the questions is different than the questions on the screen. Maybe I'll get it right no. the second time around. <laughs> Technology got them. I think it's sentient. Technology. It's cursed. It's the Boogeyman episode. The boogeyman has taken over everything. I honestly don't know what your next question is going to be. Let's find out together. It's exciting. Oh, here we go. In October 1984, the monster with 21 faces terrorized this country after poisoning confections. So in the Halloween season of 1984, was it the United States, Russia, Japan, or India? We? Oh, oh. Chuck-a-ball. Chuck-a-ball. I'm not even commenting. If you know, you know. You know, I got to tell you, I've been looking everywhere for chocolate balls. I haven't been able to find them yet. No. And those uh, panda things you talked about, yeah, John? Delicious. I found something that, I'm not sure if, what are they called? Uh, I'd have to look. I don't know. Okay. Because I found something that, some kind of panda chocolate thing in the, you know, in this place that has uh, international candies and treats. I'll send you I wasn't sure if it was the yeah. same one. Uh, the answer is Japan. Yeah. Yeah. We did a true crime episode that told the story yeah. of the monster who terrorized this country for a couple of years and never was caught. Right. All right. So, hey, the next category, I believe, is, because I don't know how they got reordered. That's so bizarre, uh, is film. So we're going to talk about horror movies from the 1980s, the next five questions, and then we're going to call it a night. And I don't know, we'll have to randomly pick somebody somehow, maybe offline. (laughs) Sounds good. Yep. We're going to do that. Yeah. You Use your your thing. We do have a thing we could dump everybody's name into this thing randomly. We just (laughs) use it for the Ralph Macchio book. 
Hey, mm -hmm. who is the murderer <laughs> in the first Friday the 13th? I love this question. Is it Jason's oh. mom? Mm -hmm. Jason's mom, dude. <laughs> is it Jason? Is it crazy? That's something missing from there. Crazy or Alice? Mm. Is it crazy? You know, crazy is the guy who, uh, what's his name? It's crazy something. He warns them not to go to the camp. Oh. Uh, oh I thought you meant crazy thing. Eddie. Prices are insane. Yeah, crazy Eddie. <laughs> like evil Ed. Uh, yeah, no, crazy. What the heck is the guy's name? It's the guy who warns them at the gas station not I to go to the remember. camp. Yeah. But we know it's Mrs. Um, Voorhees, right? Is she married? Is she no spoken idea. for? John, I don't know who married. She married has a son. Are you, are you alleging that Jason was born out of I wedlock? Am I alleging Jason, the murderous monster, is a bastard? <laughs> a bastard child? Um, I think Freddie was a bastard child, right? They talk, The bastard of 21 criminals or whatever. Anyway, uh, Jason's Aww. mom, yeah, Mrs. Voorhees is the murderer in Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. All right. And originally, um, there was some d discussion among the creators of, the f of this film that uh, whether Jason should even come back. The thought was, well, no, he wasn't the murderer, so why would he come back? And of course, they you know changed the story in such a way that he mm -hmm. can just keep coming back forever. Yep. <laughs> what item did Nancy pull out of her dream in A Nightmare on Elm Street? Hmm. Oh. Was it a telephone, a teddy bear, Freddy's hat, or Freddy's glove? Wow. Hmm. Telephone, teddy bear, Freddy's remember. hat, Freddy's glove. I just have a flash of something, I but I don't have a solid answer. I have a guess. Yeah, I'm not certain. Yeah. Yeah, I have a guess. Yeah, too. I think it's a, sort of a pivotal moment in the story where she she uh, you know starts to get a handle of or a better understanding mm -hmm. of how right. these uh, dreams how it work. works. Yep. Mm -hmm. See some yep. guesses coming in. See lots of them. Mm -hmm. No thoughts. I want to see what Marcus puts. I'm going to follow. Just do whatever he said. <laughs> What's your answer, Marcus? I, I, I <laughs> thought it. I thought it was My the hat. Guesses. Uh, yeah, like one of his items. So I'm going to go. Well, no, maybe glove. He wouldn't take his glove. Yeah, John, I just realized you might be able to do a Freddy Krueger with that hat, that uh, Indiana Jones hat. Just, you know, oh. get the right sweater. Certainly. Just beat it up a little mm -hmm. more, right? So yeah, Freddie's hat. Yep. And it's at this moment she realizes, you know, she's sort of testing out how do I, am I going to defeat this guy? And she realizes she can pull him into the real world. You know, right where you want him in the real world. And then, it, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and then of course the end of the movie makes it seem like maybe the whole thing was a dream or wasn't, or it is, or we're still dreaming. Okay. Who knows? Uh, Drew Barrymore made her movie debut in which 80s horror film? Was it Sleepaway Camp, Silver Bullet, Firestarter, hmm. or Altered States? I think I know the answer to this one. Well, I know There's varying levels of difficulty yeah. to these questions. I, I know one she was yeah. in, but I don't think that was her film debut. So uh, that's my. Oh, oh, then. Wait, then <laughs> Kat hadn't even considered that. <laughs> what was yeah. it? I, I, I have a guess. That I have a guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So can I guess uh, now? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, sure. Yes. I mean, Firestarter is obvious, but I think it's Silver Bullet. I just, I have a weird, vague memory. Okay. That's just a guess. Yeah. Well, wow. just like Freddie's hat. I'll just ride along on your weird, vague memory. No, pick something else. We cover the spread. <laughs> like a tailwind. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, that wasn't even right. It's altered oh, no. states. Oh, Dang. So, yeah, and I believe, hmm, I want to say Firestarter, well, Firestarter came out before Silver Bullet. Okay. Okay. So, believe away, Camp and Alder States were both at the beginning of the 1980s. Silver Bullet was later in the 1980s. Firestarter was towards the earlier 1980s. Mm -hmm. okay. I think it was, uh, she did uh, E.T. Well, it was like Altered mm -hmm. States was, I think, 80 or 81. E.T. is, what, 82? And Firestarter, I think, is 84. But she okay. was really young in Altered States, right? Because she was pretty young. And She played a fetus. What <laughs> oh. does Carol Ann warn <laughs> when she senses ghosts and poltergeist? They're mad. They're here. They're evil. They're back. I know. Nice performance huh, on the answers, though. Well done. Yeah, now, that was lovely. And the fact that I did them all identically like that, I don't remember the correct answer. Now. You guys know? <laughs> no, you, I guess you, yes, you, you do. muddled yourself. Quit acting. <laughs> they're over there. They're close by. There's all more alternatives to consider. Thank you. You can't vote for them, but they're out there. They're late. Yeah. I think everybody knows it's their back, don't they? Uh, no, everyone does not. Now I'm second guessing myself, though, after listening to Will say them all. Like, mm -hmm. the oh, so they're here. Is, is they're here. Oh, shit. <laughs> they're That's right. I'm going to go you with You did wreck it for Sorry, me. You, you did answer, it so you well. You already have your answers No, you're right. I in. did say they're back. What? Yeah. Doesn't she say they're back at some point, though? John's answer is locked in. Somebody said they're back. They're Who says they're back? back? Somebody said that. So that was my first guess, but now I think it's they're here. Yeah. Was that a sequel or something? Did they do it later? Mm. So you keep bringing it back. They I can hear it in my bit, head, just though. Just like they do in movies. <laughs> I can Maybe it's just Will's performance. <laughs> Maybe that's what did it for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one more, right? Yeah. Uh, final question of the right. night here. Ha ha ha, John got willed, says Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's at least once per show. Marcus got willed once before. (laughs) Evil beings called Cenobites appear in which 80s film? Mm -hmm. They Live, Mm -hmm. The Gate, Mm -hmm. Night of the Comet, Hellraiser. Yeah, we watched The Gate last Halloween as part of a a Patreon thing, too. Did we did, and I have no idea about. Oh, really? I've got this one. I've got this one now. So, so I'm not going to answer. You get to guess, cat. You pick something. All right. Let me guess. Um, Let me ask you this crap first. Do you remember if that's what they're called in the gate? I don't remember if they're called that in the gate, but I'll say why not the gate? Let's just go with the gate because I watched it. Okay. (laughs) Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh. You're suffering Is that the legendary. one where people have all sorts Even of pokey things on their heads? <laughs> well, at least one guy does, yes. One guy? One guy okay. has pokey Pinhead things. Does, yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, um... Yeah, <laughs> I see the, your uh, bread. They've got a new film, a new Hellraiser mm-hmm. film, like a reboot of it. That just, oh, I tried I watching it, that. I just, I couldn't... I love the lady Pinhead. Room. Yeah, lady Pinhead. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, yeah, it's played by a woman. It's supposed to be like an androgynous character. Oh, but, and the winner is nobody. Okay. So there you go. Because the technology. Is <laughs> We're all ahead. winners because we had a good time. Yes. Everybody yeah. applaud yourselves. Yeah. This come is, on, spin this doctor. Is for everyone. Everyone gather around close. Get close. Get close. Ready? So everyone get it. There you go. Aww. That's for everybody. Okay. So no, really. So we, we took the names of everybody that uh, participated during the game in the comments and we stuck them in our, our magical uh, randomizer. And uh, mm-hmm. see, here we go. Let's let it do its mm-hmm. job here. And the winner is Trisha, I'm going to say Gebauer, 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 Gebauer. Congratulations, Trisha. We'll reach out to you on yes, Facebook please. to get uh, your information. Congratulations. It'll be a participation prize <laughs> because we don't know if you actually got anything, any of the questions right. <laughs> All right, look, hey, I made it with my whole costume in for the entire show. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Are I'm you sweltering? No, I'm just a little <laughs> bit. You know, I, I tip my fedora to you. Well done. Yes. Oh. Every great John picks up his hat and just... <laughs> All this perspiration just rushes down. <laughs> Listen, I'm the guy who would walk around a Star Trek convention all day in full Klingon getup, yeah. so Indiana Whoa. Jones don't even make me break oh, a sweat. Right, yeah. <laughs> and if you'd like to see our, our costume getups, you can uh, check us out uh, on our YouTube channel where we'll have uh, clips of this uh, show on there. Um, all right, <laughs> that was the show. Yes, it was. Oh, my. That's your cue oh, we worked oops, out. Oops, Um. Okay, so... <laughs> That was our show, and our show is brought to you every week, thanks in part to our early adopters like mm-hmm. Kathy Burke. Yep. I'm so sorry. Kathy Burke, Rick Parker, and Karen Flieger. Yes. And thanks especially to our secret of our success level Patreon supporters, John Henderson, mm-hmm. Craig Coletta, yep. John Kaminsky, Marcus Taylor, who's here tonight. And Tony, great. Way to go. Nice, Tony. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, if you want to join us next time on one of these Facebook Lives, it's probably going to work next time. Statistically speaking, it usually does. Uh, Well, it won't be haunted Halloween trivia. That's right. This was kind of perfect in that way. We may have to add some spooky Mm -hmm. sound effects or something in the background. Mm -hmm. It was cursed. The boogeyman cursed it. Of course. Mm -hmm. Scott Mm -hmm. Bakula, that asshole. He did it. All right. Because he's not on the new show. He's got to screw it up for everybody else. Boogeyman. <laughs> hey, we will talk to you again next time on 1980s Now. Until next time. Bye-bye, everybody. This podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness.